so we are so excited today to be here talking another uh, month of talking Disney. We're going through the Disney canon and uh, giving our thoughts uh, on this podcast. And I'm Rachel and my friend Stanford is here with me to talk about this. Hey, how's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is uh, going to be, this has been a really fun process for this uh, this podcast. We Now we've done a whole year. Can you believe it? I can't believe it, Rachel. It's, <laughs> it just flew by. It's yeah. so fun to have a new year, a new year, warm Disney movies. Yeah, it really did fly by. <laughs> you know, it's like my yeah, mission campaign's wife. She said that the days drag, but the weeks fly by. I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> the truth. Yeah, it's true. But, Yes. So today, the number generator <laughs> gave us the chance <laughs> to talk about Bolt, uh, which is a very interesting film for Disney. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, watching I was just like, this doesn't feel like a Disney movie, really, at all, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Would you agree? I think it has some moments of feeling like a Disney movie. It's a really unusual film. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be fun to, to explore because for me, yeah, it had moments where I felt like a Disney film and other moments where it was kind of surprising and a little, not upsetting, but just like, wow, where did that come from? You know, <laughs> yeah. with that <laughs> yeah. the movie. Yeah, it really feels like an Illumination or DreamWorks movie, uh, one of them mm -hmm. for sure. And uh, so, you know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to see a unique entry from Disney. And yeah. some people say that this is the be beginning of the revival era with Bolt. Uh, where do you start yeah. that? Uh, with do you start it with Bolt or do you start it with? Uh, uh, you know, some people uh, start it with Wreck-It Ralph. Some people start it with Princess and the Frog. Do you have a well, <laughs> delineation? That's a no. That's a really good. That's a really good question. You know, frankly, I kind of started chronologically, like I with with uh, Meet the Robinsons. And let me explain because yeah. you know I, I don't think Meet the Rob. I don't really think Meet the Robinsons is that great of a film overall. Uh -huh. But you know, that's when. That's when the Pixar acquisition happened was during the production of that movie and, and Ed Catmull and John Laster came in, right? And we're really trying to resurrect Walt Disney feature animation, right? right? And so the release date for Meet the Robinsons got pushed out, I think it was at least six months. I can't remember if it was six or nine months. But they gave them a, they gave the filmmakers a few more months to work on it and I think and, and then Blaster and Camel and whoever gave them some notes. And I think they were able to add some stuff to that film that sounds like that might not have been there initially. And I don't know specifically yeah. what it was. I think it was maybe some stuff about the adoption. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very if I, true. If I, if I remember correctly. And I thought, you know, it's, that film is, I think, a real mess. So I will be anxious to, you know, to talk to you about it when the number generator makes it so. <laughs> but but for me that's when it started because I think okay that's when they really started to change the slate and really look at look at how these films yeah. were made and, and stopping them from being kind of made by committee and, and having to do notes from all these people and then really have them be yeah. filmmaker driven. Yeah, you know, Bold has such an interesting history 
too, which I think fits into kind of the same narrative because it was already in some sort of disarray. Yeah. When, when Camel and Lassiter showed up. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah you know what i think i actually now that you think i mentioned i think i kind of do start it with amita robinson's uh which i i actually i it is a mess but i actually i guess i think it's a heartfelt heartwarming mess it is heartfelt i enjoy it's it heartfelt. yeah, yeah no, i i, I enjoy yeah. a lot of it too yeah absolutely and, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I do not hate that film in any way i yeah and yeah. It, it really is a a t- it feels like the passing of baton to a new era in that movie, especially the mm-hmm. end title card where, uh, where you see that quote from Disney about, from oh, Walt yeah. Disney about moving forward. And, uh, yep. so yeah, I think that's actually a really good place to start it. But yeah. So bolt was the original, like you were saying, it kind of went through some things. It was the original idea of Chris Sanders. Uh, right. The animator called American, American dog was, mm-hmm was the title or the, or the, the like the working title you know of, uh, of it yeah and chris sanders was best known for writing lilo and stitch and and directing, lilo and directing. And stitch. yeah yeah and he would go on to uh direct uh how to train your dragon so we should and feel too sorry at, at dreamwork <laughs> yeah <laughs> the crew's which i enjoy yeah um yeah so we shouldn't feel too sorry for him if it all worked out <laughs> right but you know I, I think there was always that i remember reading about american dog even before you know Catmull and lassiter arrived on on the scene because i think they had talked about that it was just part of the slate you know that was the, what disney was working on uh-huh. and i think you know leaving with stitch is such an interesting film it's kind of a weird movie, but in a lot of ways, I think it works. And, and Chris Sanders is a pretty creative guy, you know, as, as you mentioned, and, and I think a decent director. And so I was just, I guess I was just felt disappointed that that right. didn't work out. And that also it sounds like there was some conflict with Chris Sanders and the management. John Laster. You know, yeah, the, the, John the, yeah. Laster, he said, uh, Chris Sanders is extremely talented, but he couldn't take it to the place it had to be. He originally, uh, you had the, it was a dog named Henry, a famous TV star who one day finds himself stranded in the Nevada desert with a testy one-eyed cat and an oversized radioactive rabbit who are themselves searching for new homes, all the while believing he's still on television. So, I mean, it's pretty pretty close i think uh yeah there's some strong similarities i mean clearly yeah yeah they they kept that idea going Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what is your overall thoughts about this movie uh as far as you know would you yeah what are you so what are your overall thoughts about this movie about bolt so i think bolt is 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 pretty fun it's it's quite disjointed Mm-hmm. But there's some segments of it that I really think I really think are fun. I like I, I, I really love the opening sequence when they do the whole kind of T V scene. Uh-huh. To me I thought that was really fun and kind of surprising, like what in the world is this? This this does not seem like a Disney movie at all, except for like mm-hmm. the cute dog. I think Bald in particular is animated in a very Disney style. Uh-huh. You know, just really, really appealing. Really a, a nice, a nice design. 
I think when they when they meet up with Rhino and there's kind of like this Mission Impossible thing going on uh-huh. with Rhino, the, the hamster, I think that part is, is is pretty fun. And then the rest of it again, it it worked, but it also just kind of seems disjointed, for lack of a better yeah. word. And I noticed, you know, again, that really seemed evident to me in this rewatch. Are you a dog yeah, person? Like, I don't even know if you have a dog. Or um, I don't have a dog. I, I like dogs, but I don't own a dog. I just don't have a schedule. I'd be a horrible, I'd be a horrible pet parent just because I just am never home. Right. And or my hours are so, you know, I just, I just wouldn't be able to don't uh, give the time. Yeah. That, that I think that the pet would need. Yeah. So, uh, but I like, I like dogs. I don't really, I'm not a huge cat person, but, uh, but, uh, so, and, yeah. but I just thought a dog character is, I guess, appealing to me because I like dogs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not a huge animal person like in real life, but I like them in movies. <laughs> uh-huh. I love a good yeah. dog movie. It's adorable. And yeah. this Bolt is a white German shepherd dog. And I guess they kind of had to change things around a little bit, make it a little more cartoony uh, in the way that for that breed uh to make it a little bit yeah more, and know. almost like they shrunk them a little bit too right i mean cause yeah yeah and it seems like jeremy shepherds are a little bigger like at least actually right. in comparison to the size of the cat yeah yeah exactly and so for this movie i guess i i feel like it's serviceable like it's the, okay there's it has some sweet moments it's perfectly like pleasant to watch but it's very forgettable to me and it's not something mm-hmm. that like i don't know like I, i'm not offended by it in any way it doesn't make me angry or upset or frustrated or irritated really it's it's just kind of vanilla to me i guess no, um, that's, i think that's a really good way to put it because it's not like one that if you were like trying to introduce a friend to the disney canon no because it's not like one like, like you've got to watch bull right you know like oh my gosh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you've got to watch. like it's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> like yeah if you were wanting to show people the highs and lows and kind of the whole breadth of the disney experience this is one that wouldn't come up in either way you know like yeah if, if yeah. you wanted to show them the lows you'd watch you know home on the range and if you wanted to show mm-hmm. them the highs you you know watch pinocchio or something yeah, like that. Or the little mermaid the or, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. but yeah i i think that's fine it's fine for studios to have especially this time they needed a base it and that's basically i think what they got in this well right and again exactly because they they this movie you know again was had been in some form of production and i yeah it, it looks like they just felt like they needed to get something out yeah and 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 i wondered i wondered about that too just again with some of the decisions made and i don't mean this is critical because i and i noticed this again you know with this rewatch but some of the little things here that seems like they were like jokes that were they were making like in the story room or in a storyboard and then they just decided you know let's go for it let's add it in yeah uh, then, just I mean, a there, lot of little visual gags yeah there are and, there are some things that that really fall flat for me especially in the humor department but um but uh then there's other things that really work for me that I guess there's a lot of elements in this movie that are kind of hit and miss for me. I do really like, I think that that, like you, I think that that opening sequence is a lot of fun, but I do think it goes on way too long. 
I, it's long. It's long. Really yeah. long. And they introduced almost, the fact that yeah, like um, it's a TV show. Yeah. You like know, we but I think that it, in like a five-minute montage, like it, I think it's stretching of, for yeah. like twelve to fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, it's too long. To fifteen minutes too. Yeah. I mean, and there, you have to in order to enjoy this movie, you have to take a major suspension of disbelief. Like you, you just have to go with it, and you cannot ask any real questions because the whole premise is completely absurd. Uh, the idea that you can't that they would they would shoot the television show first of all in chronological order of events happening which doesn't that's not the way things work um secondly it doesn't make any sense how these special effects are like like how is bolt being the special effects like those are added in post-production like he's not gonna exactly like, <laughs> instead of doing it yeah like everything from i mean Cause, yeah, because it, it establishes after the fact that they're on a soundstage. But all this other stuff is just like, like how are they doing that freeway scene on a soundstage? Or how are they, yeah. like, that, that opening shot where she's on top, you know, Penny and Bald are on top of the building, you know? Yeah, like how like, is I mean, Bolt, like, lifting the car? With, hanging the car over the bridge. Head. Like, he can't do that in real life like they have to add that yeah. in post-production as a special effect and yeah. the if they were if the if they were going to actually make the show the budget would be so astronomical <laughs> like it would be yeah. insane they destroyed like three helicopters in that opening montage like, right what? um cars exactly. are destroyed like this is like 24 but like even more massive <laughs> oh absolutely yeah it's like 24 on steroids yeah, you know yeah yeah. My, yeah my other question is who would watch the show like what <laughs> like it's too seems too scary for kids and what adults yeah would be like, i want to watch the dog superhero show like what <laughs> yeah and they were you know kind of making a play on it but and it's it, going for humor but the dialogue was so, you know, this TV show is so stilted. The villain is so over the top. Yeah. You know, the yeah. green-eyed man. And then Penny's dad. You know, that whole thing. It's just, uh, again, it, it, it just, it was fun, but I'm with you. It's just kind of like, it's pretty unreal. I'm, I'm unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, this, I, yeah, I just don't think it would have a, a very broad appeal. Like, if if they were going to make a show for, for kids, you'd want it to be more like a dog with a blog or, you know, some kind of show like that for Disney. You wouldn't want it to be, like, dog yeah. in peril and little girl abducted. It's like, what? Yeah. I just don't see that. But, children. What do you think of that scene where we find, you know, after they they cut – you know, they, they, they wrap it up and Penny puts bald in the trailer and we learn that, okay, this is all fake. Right. Uh, of, of uh, you know, then with the director explaining to us how, you know, this, this, this acting process and they are, uh, this, this, all the stuff they do. So bald thinks it's all real. What's your take on that? So then, I kind you of, know, Mindy, Mindy from the network. I kind shows of hate up. all the good. The, the adults in this movie except for maybe <laughs> they are the worst i and i 
I, I, I really disliked the director. I really disliked Mindy from the network. And I especially hate her agent. I know you're supposed to, like, he's supposed to be irritating. Oh, but they, he's, a, he's a vile man. They yeah, leaned horrible. into it too much, and they had too much of him. He was he was the worst and i at least and it wasn't in a uh, villainous kind of entertaining way he was just irritating and I, <laughs> and, and pretty horrible you know kind yeah, of like, like horrible. style through and, and, and her mom you know yeah like, yeah with you? I, and that whole like put let's put a pin in that i would have slugged him in the nose yeah he said that to me yeah <laughs> I, the only thing I thought was funny about the director is that they hired, you know, they hired James Lipton, yeah, the voice, that guy that is from the actor studio, right? So that kind of cracked me up. But just as far as just like a casting joke, right? Yeah, you know. But yeah, I'm with you. None, of, none of those people are uh, are appealing at all. At all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. I don't know. They were just all irritating. <laughs> like take it back take it back to bold i don't know i need these people yes terrible and also like if you really think about what they're doing to bolt and manipulating him in this way if you so if you spend your disbelief that they could actually do this for the first of all but like what they're doing is actually really mean like that's i mean i don't think that you know the humane society who's watching over you know animals and stuff like that for these shoots i don't think they would have allowed it for a second uh even if it was possible i know i think uh that's just mean to to sort of leave the dog in that kind of emotional uh abuse and the stress and yeah. panic like that's not appropriate <laughs> yeah <laughs> so exactly um and uh, so, yeah, I mean, so those are all kind of, I, I feel like I kind of need to get through all of that to the, like, enjoyable road trip. <laughs> yeah, to, um, like, get him, to get him where he gets yeah, to it's like, New that's York. And I also kind of that. wondered again about just thinking about what it was, must have been like in that writer's room, you know? Yeah. Just thinking, because, uh, like, how can we get this doc to New York? And be in this delusional state. Yeah. Well, and evidently, and, and, and they made some choices yeah. to do that. But I, I don't know if I, yeah. Yeah. Evidently, the original Chris Sanders version, he didn't have any of like the spy elements in the show that Henry was on. It was more like a Lassie kind of show, I think. And then Laster and the team came in. They wanted to add all the superhero elements and the you know other things, and because that becomes kind of a running joke of like you know bolt thinks he has the super bark and he thinks he has yeah, and all super that stuff. Bark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's interesting i read that the artwork the style was inspired by edward hopper as name oh yeah that's right yeah and, and i think it really and that really becomes evident on the road trip yeah i think so and edward hopper if people don't know is famous for there's a famous painting of a diner uh Night owls. the yeah where you just see sort of the corner of the diner and it's a, a famous painting and so there was that kind of a 
an attempt to sort of bring in yes you had the 3d but then there was sort of a attempt to bring kind of a hand painted look into the backgrounds yeah, uh, which i think was, was pretty very, successful i think for the most part i think so too and i think that's one of the things that i that really adds to my enjoyment of it and i was again noticing that too yes yeah. because the backgrounds really are painterly and really quite beautiful and and varied because they're matching different parts of the landscape as they you know as they start to travel uh but i even quite like what they did with new york yeah i think new york looked pretty cool you know gritty big you know big city ish but still pretty in a lot of ways my favorite part of the animation is definitely for me is the vegas section i think it looks gorgeous. oh that's so it's it's cool i i totally agree yeah. never did vegas look better than that. i know exactly <laughs> really fantastic good. yeah 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 like uh, edward hopper paints las vegas you know right yeah yeah and so what do you think of penny as a character how do you feel about um it? you know <laughs> I mean, truth be told, part of it's a little colored because she's voiced by Miley Cyrus, and I've never really been a fan of uh-huh. of Miley Cyrus, really, at any stage of her career, but uh, thus far. But uh, <laughs> I think Penny, and also I'm just thinking, why did they name her Penny? Because there's already a Penny in the right. Disney, in Disney films from the Rescuers, but that's you know beside the point. But uh, I think Penny is is an okay character. I mean, I. I think she's a cute little girl. I kind of feel in a way she's a bit of a victim because yeah. she's in this weird, you know, weird showbiz right. scene. And her mother, and thankfully, you know, her her mother steps up and becomes a person. But uh-huh. I just I, don't, I just don't love, I just don't love her. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not my favorite, but. It's not super annoying. No, I don't no. And I actually think Miley Cyrus is fine. I think her voice. Yeah, actually, Miley Cyrus. Perfectly she, fine. she does. She does. She does a decent job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, and I, 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 it's a sweet relationship, but you know, it's just it's serviceable. But I'm not super attached to the character, unlike some, uh, some child, um, children in Disney. There's not actually that many children in Disney movies, but certainly compared to say Lilo, I don't have near the bond for Petty as I do for Lilo. But yeah, and in fact, really it's like the only thing that we know about Penny is that she loves her dog. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, because we it's just like we don't know that much of and you know when she's a little child actress, but yeah. Yeah, she's she's kind of a a, in a lot of ways, kind of a one-dimensional character. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even know if she particularly likes doing the acting, or if she's exactly. irritated by it, or what. Yeah. Uh, and why? Why are why why are everybody letting? She seems to be the only one that's like, why are we doing this to this dog? She seems to be the only one. Like, what, I know. What is wrong with these people? I know. <laughs> what? Yeah. And sort of disturbed by that, but uh yeah i don't know she was fine for me like i said it was just the adults that were very irritating uh the whole time and uh they yeah they trap bolt in the 
in the trailer and uh, he starts to get really worried about Penny because he believes that the green-eyed man, man has taken her. Yeah, has taken her because Mindy from the network was, was saying that the show's become too formulaic and they needed to mix it up. So yeah. Yeah. they decided to end an episode where Penny gets abducted and then they well, put Bolt in his kennel and he doesn't know. That, yeah. You know. Well, and those other cats and, and uh, whatever, like, t- kind of taunt him, you know, that yep. when he's yeah. gone, they think from the, really from, funny. The, from the sky roof or, you know, of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the little sunlight. Yeah. Uh, sunlight, excuse me. And then he gets out because uh, he thinks that uh, that she's uh, that she's gone. She, he's worried. And I think, what do you think of John Travolta as the voice of Bolt? You know what? Again, just like with Miley Cyrus, I was, I thought, I thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. And and you wouldn't, and and honestly, I don't think you'd even know it's John Travolta. Yeah. And if you if, if you you know, cause I mean, maybe at some point you recognize it, but yeah, I thought I thought he was I thought he was credible. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I mean, I agree, and I think that should be the goal of most celebrity voice casting. Like, it shouldn't be distracting. Yeah. Because like if you're here, if you're watching something you're like this is Will Smith why you know like that's distracting you should just be able to sort of immerse yourself in the character so in the character I, yeah I think it was fine choice and uh, you know and you get a little bit of both of them singing in the in the final song yeah and the end credits yeah yeah, <laughs> that's a cute song. yeah. Wow. and but my favorite well. Uh, I really love the pigeons. <laughs> the pigeons. Why well, do I was gonna say so, so you know, because we, we meet we meet three sets of pigeons in this film. <laughs> and those first ones well I guess we should say though so Bolt gets Bolt and trying to find Penny. Yeah. He's he's running around the sound stage and like kinda like the office some of the office area in the sound stage. And he gets right. knocked out and he falls into a box. And it gets shipped to New York, <laughs> right. Yeah. right? So that's how that's how they get him to New York. And then the box is filled with those packing, the styrofoam packing yeah. peanuts. <laughs> and he thinks that they're like it's kryptonite because they've taken his powers away. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, he meets those pigeons, those pigeons, which I I love. I love all those sets yeah. of pigeons, and so and the cool. New York ones are particularly good yeah they're hilarious i love i feel that face i know that dog somewhere somewhere (laughs) (laughs) and i love how the pigeons are animated too because they really move like a pigeon as well you know i just think and that couldn't have been easy you know how how they uh how they did the animation and you know rachel i should say and i meant to say this earlier i felt that this film though even though the story-wise is a bit disjointed i really felt like disney animation was becoming much more confident in the use of computer animation in this film yeah there's no doubt about that i thought the animation and all the and all these and really oh for most of the film i'm not sure if there's one part where i didn't really just think wow the animation is really looks good but what, what was your take what's yeah. your take on that no i agree i i think it was definitely a step up in all of, in the in their that department like it was not a pixar level it's more of an illumination level no exactly but, they were not but it's way better than what they'd had in the two previous attempts yeah absolutely There's no doubt about it 
So I just realized, so this movie was written by Dan Fogelman, who is yeah. very mm. popular right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Wrote This Is Us, which is very this, popular. He's really, yeah, This Is Us. Um, and he also wrote Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah, that one I like. You know he's, yeah, he's yeah. the screenwriter of that. I hate and as it. As well as, you know, Life Itself. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that one was rough. It was not for yeah. me, not my taste. <laughs> that way <laughs> but yeah um yeah so it's it's an issue but there is some of like some some heart to to the movie and you can kind of see i've never watched this is us from what i've heard it's a very heartfelt show so yeah that's what i've, I've never watched this is us, us either i know that it, every episode slowly makes everybody cry and right. that it's all pretty uh pretty heartfelt and well done uh-huh. yeah. yeah so anyway it's interesting and uh and so these pigeons uh take bolt to meet uh this cat uh named mittens and she's been kind of ruling she's like the the <laughs> the crime boss <laughs> she is she's the crime she's like the crime <laughs> boss making all these pigeons like bring her food and stuff yeah <laughs> and and so they uh She's got this reign of terror. Yeah, and so they bring a Bolt, uh, who believes she's uh, got Penny or knows where the Green-Eyed Man is. Yeah, because all cats are evil, and they're all working for the Green-Eyed Man, right, in Bolt's right. <laughs> So he uh, he kind of traps her in his leash, and uh, they end up getting on, like, a, a U-Haul, and he's, like, interrogating her the whole time. Anyway, I think personally that Susie Essman and Mittens is the highlight of the movie for me. She's it was I I think I, she's really good in this. And I like you know, I think Mittens is the most interesting character. For sure. Because Mittens got has an interesting and fast a really sad story and you see why why she is the way she is, you know? Yeah. Why yeah. she was kind of being crime boss. <laughs> to those pigeons <laughs> right and in the world of like dogs are treated so much better than cats in movies oh i know <laughs> and so, and they, they, they illustrate that in this film too it's funny yeah so it's kind of nice for my my cat loving friends to have <laughs> A, a great right. character that's a cat. <laughs> they have a really that's a hat that's a really, yeah and and you know Mittens is I mean Mittens teaches Bolt how to be a dog right and I just yeah. think isn't that an interesting idea that the yeah. cat is the one that teaches the, you know the dog how to be a dog <laughs> you know? yeah like when she teaches him how to to do dog face and pig yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of big, and then one of those vehicles, you know, they're, they're like in a one of those prefabricated homes, uh-huh. or at least part part of one. And so there, she's right, like teaching right. how to, you know, how things work in a house with the dog. And I mean, she so that's, has that to, was a really clever, a really clever idea. Yeah, she even has to teach him what it what being hungry like that he's hungry right he's never been hungry in his life yeah <laughs> yeah i really I really felt pain or ever bled right. and all you know and all, and all and all these things and and she she's smart enough to figure out just through all these different clues and things that are happening 
what's going on. You know, that this dog is actually a TV star and is thinking that the TV is the real life rather than he's just an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not just an actor, but I mean, it's just not, it's, it's not reality. Yeah. And I just think Susie Esmond does a great job. She oh, is vulnerable at times, even when they first meet and Bolt is like interrogating, where's the green eyed man? And she's just like, uh, buddy, I don't know what's going on. Like she's, yeah. she's a certain degree of vulnerability there. I think she, and then she's, but she's also really funny and I think she elevates the role quite a bit. And, oh, I do too. Yeah. I thought that was a really inspired casting choice. Yeah, I think too. so. She's, she's, she's really good. Yeah, I'd like to see her honestly do even more. I, she hasn't made that many movies, but I would love to see her even, even more voice acting. I think she's just, she was just really, I really enjoyed her performance in the movie. Yeah, me too. It's one of my favorite things about yeah. the movie. And yeah, her performance is so good. And again, Mins is such a good character. Yeah. Really, I really, I really think the only well-rounded character in the, the film. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, a lot of the gags are really well sort of continued through their full, uh, through, through their full potential well if that makes sense you know that yeah uh, things like the styrofoam and him wanting to use his various powers as opposed to what i don't like in comedies personally is where it's just like a whole bunch of parody and that's just like look at this this looks like something you know ha 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 or this or this and we're just going to start pointing out stuff what i like in comedy yeah. for the most part there are people who are brilliant who can pull off that kind of that kind of film your airplanes your monty python your things like that but it's very difficult to do for me um what i like is more humor that goes throughout sort of the entire film and uh and you just keep getting that payoff and that payoff and that payoff of that joke and mm -hmm. i think they do a pretty good job of that you know I, like i like when he's trying to open the padlock with his eyes and she's like yes. she's like listen Cujo that's a pretty wicked claws under these bits. do not I beg of you do not make me bring these out <laughs> that's funny yeah <laughs> they gave her really good lines and yeah. she delivers them for just perfectly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like when she says eh Long story short, I was tied to a delusional dog and dragged across the country, but that is not important. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so good. Yeah, she has a yeah. lot of good lines. And uh, yeah, so let's see what else do I want to talk about here. Um, so then they end up meeting after various kind of shenanigans going on. They end up meeting uh, Rhino, which is a little hamster. Uh, that is in one of those hamster balls. And I guess uh, that that was kind of based off of uh, John Lasseter's uh, pet chinchilla. I don't even know what a chinchilla is. <laughs> I've seen That's a chinchilla. I mean, they're kind of like, like almost the same variation of a hamster, maybe a little bigger, a little furrier or something. I think, but I don't, I don't get me wrong. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I, I know. I am not an expert at all. Yeah. I've seen it in Chinchilla. Yeah. So it's some kind yeah. of rodent 
pet which is that's yeah, like my know. least understanding of pets i do not understand why people own rodents i don't get it it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me <laughs> i yeah, get a dog i get a cat <laughs> like, i know having a rodent and it's yeah rhino you know when we meet rhinos in that trailer park where paul learns to bag right where they're able to you know yeah. get food from right. these humans that are sympathetic to him and both looks like excuse me rhino has their other hamsters in this uh you know setup and there's kind of you know like i think that shot is kind of establishing shots kind of funny and that like one of them is on a wheel and one of them is in some other little hamster cage or you know with all those little they're, i don't know if you call yeah. them like tubes you know or whatever you know yeah. like the, the hamster can climb around and, but rhino likes to watch tv so <laughs> Rhino, Rhino can use that ball he's in and can change the channel and ball, yeah. the ball TV show is one of his favorite. TV yeah, he's shows. a huge fan. And there's a lot of funny jokes with that. Uh, they, you know, he's immediately calls mittens an evil degenerate creature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's yeah, because he instantly recognizes that Bolt is you know the dog from the show. Yeah, and, and 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 Rhino doesn't necessarily you know, isn't able to. In a way, he's kind of like Bolden that he can't distinguish the reality. You know, that the, the, the TV show is fake, right? He's yeah. just thinking like it's almost like this window into this other this yeah. other world. Now, are you familiar at all about the, the actor who voices Rhino? Because I've got I've got a story about it. Oh, yeah. If you're not, if you're, I I'm so, not. I don't. Mark okay. Walton. Mark Walton is his name. Mark Walton at the time was a story artist at Disney uh-huh. and I know Mark, Mark's from Salt Lake city oh. and I know Mark's brother, I know Mark's brother. And so I, I just knew, knew through, you know, indirectly through his brother, but the, this story is pretty cool. And I think, it, I think that they show it on the bolt, either Blu-ray or DVD. So Mark was a story artist on the film and he's, he's a very animated guy. He's quite a fun, fun, funny guy. I've, I've met him super nice guy. But he he went in and he recorded the scratch tracks. You know how they how they right, they'll yeah, often have yeah. just either animators or somebody on staff just to record record these tracks, and then they try to find an actor or they find an actor to actually do the voice recordings. Uh-huh. But they they liked they liked Mark's performance so much they That's they couldn't find anybody that did That's it any better yeah. than he did. And so they they gave him the job, and there's and on I think it's on the Blu-ray. They like show when they you know when they offered it to him and stuff. They did it in kind of a fun way. That uh, is really cool because yeah, that is something that separates Disney Pixar from every other studio because every other studio will use a celebrity voice if at all possible. Like I guarantee you, if this movie was made by Illumination. It would be Kevin Hart voicing Rhino, not right. No, exactly else, for sure. I mean, you should look at something like uh, Warner Brothers with their small foot. You know, like why do you have LeBron James voicing a Yeti? That makes no sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? I know. And you know, it's just I get it. It's for advertising and stuff like that, but. I really respect that about Disney Pixar that they almost always there's a very little stunt casting. Uh, I mean, they yes they use celebrity voices, but 
almost always it's the person who best fits that role uh yeah. in, in in that case like even something like using oprah for tiana's mom like that's very good casting like she yeah she was good. A good voice of a mother like and so i i just feel like they do so much better uh in that regard and the you know it's not the only time that you look at somebody like um uh the voice of heimlich i can't think of the name all of a sudden but he was just yeah an animator right uh, and same you know, with, uh, in ratatouille the right not randy but the the chef Mm-hmm. you know the human well, um, and the mode is just brad bird right and then mm-hmm. russell no is it russell i'm trying to think it seemed like somebody at pixar was was uh i don't know up. if it was the voice of russell or or if it was somebody else but anyway yeah it's really good i like it very much and yeah rhino yeah. gets some good laughs i like rhino is just is great comic relief yeah He's hilarious. yeah yeah. I like when he says, just the knowledge that every minute spent in your company becomes the greatest moments of my life. I think one of my favorites is when he's trying to like get Bolt like that again, when Bolt realizes, you know, that he's not, he, he does not have any superpowers. He's, you know, right. The impossible can be possible if you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's really cute. And then once they get Rhino on board, then we have a, a traveling montage with Barking at the Moon. Uh, Jenny Lewis uh, is the singer, and it's a it's a cute little song. I think it's a really cute song. Yeah. Yeah. And John Powell does the music, and I think it's. It's perfectly serviceable music. It's not like my yeah, favorite. Yeah, it's fine. It yeah, it's great. good. Yeah, and this, so then they finally, they get back to California, and we get this sort of ending scene with, first of all, Bolt overhears Penny doing a scene from the, with the new replacement Bolt, and that scene was kind of groan-worthy. Not my favorite. The whole, like, oh. Well, I think it's uh, super dramatic. And, yeah. You know. I, believe me, there are a billion Hallmark movies that have the same scene, and I hate it every time. <laughs> just, like, just communicate with each other. If, you're, if you've just overheard something that's very like damning to another person that you love, yeah. don't believe it. Like you're, <laughs> like if you really love them. Like have a conversation. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's obviously a dog and a, and a child, but still, I don't know. I just hate that whole like. I know. Betraying me kind of scene. Not my favorite. Instead of and instead of Bolt like saying, I'm here, you know, or something, you're like barking, barking. going up to her. He just immediately retreats. He's like, Oh, she's replaced me. You know, Ben's was right. She was bad. And uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm with you. It's just kind of like something that gets used a lot and I'm with you. It's frustrating. Not my favorite. Yeah. a quick back. I don't yeah. know if I don't want to interrupt your thought. No, I just want to make sure we talk about the pigeons. Oh yes, because the the California pigeons are hilarious because they're yeah. again designed a little differently, and they're all wanting to pitch. They they oh, recognize right. both. Yes, and they like, <laughs> want to pitch him story ideas. Yeah, no, that is stuff. so good. I love when uh, when he says, "Don't mess it up like you did with Nemo." <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. 
yeah and so then there's this whole long sequence where there's a fire at the studio yeah they're filming they're filming you know a, a, another episode with the fake bolt right and things go things go seriously wrong it's another example of the adults in this world being the worst. Like, what I know, are they it's doing? Just like, why is Penny what alone? Are they doing? Why is Penny tied up? You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, why are they having like a stunt double or somebody? I mean, yeah. yeah. So she's in danger. The whole set catches on fire. I mean, it's like, ugh. It's kind of frustrating like it's kind of the animation is pretty good in the whole fire but yeah it's just like yeah what is wrong with these humans like her mother should at the very least be there like on set monitoring <laughs> exactly so, oh, it's pretty but but bolt comes and saves penny from the fire and then we find out that she's gotten to adopt bolt and rhino and mittens and been a, take she's able to take them home and is that they fire the manager they quit yeah. the tv show this yeah. is when finally finally penny's mom stands up for her daughter and just right. stands up for decency right. you know and you know, gets rid of the horrible agent and they quit and it's like um you should have like done this and no we wouldn't have had that movie like, you shouldn't have like, you should have done this early on because it's yeah. pretty horrible they were pretty horrible right yes and so yeah that's sort of our happy ending and there we go so i have bolt ranked at number 40 in my ranking i have it just above or just below or yeah i have it just above the sword in the stone at 41 which is not my favorite and then i have i have uh, just below wreck ralph actually at 39 in my okay. ranking so yeah there so you that's go. pretty reasonable and you know again since i don't really have a ranking but it's 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 not and it's not in my top tier for sure. sure i think i think it's it's decent it's not it's not horrible and there are a few things that i actually enjoy you know that we enjoy about it but it's definitely a transitional film yeah, <laughs> it, for sure. yeah. Yes. So I did get some comments from my Twitter followers about Bolt. It's pretty interesting. We have our friend Mark Brown says, the most forgettable film in the canon to me, although I do like it. We have Backseat Directors says, it's a solid movie and it's somewhat underrated in my opinion. Disney has never attempted to push the product, though. Little to no attempts in merchandising and helping the movie to grow. Then, I have to use some Bolt, Bolt plush at like Disneyland, which I thought was kind of funny. And not oh, too yeah. long ago. Interesting. Yeah. Reach Review says, I really enjoy Bolt. I think the animation is very good, especially when looking at Chicken Little. I think characters are enjoy enjoyable and bounce off each other well. And the song in the middle of the movie is one of my favorite Disney songs. I think the movie deserves more love. But then we have Richard Southworth who says, meh, all I can think of is to say really uh brooks brook uh, sweet says feels like a throwaway movie from another studio and got a lot of different comments um we have michelle benson says a little underrated in my opinion i enjoyed it especially after the likes of home on the range chicken little and meet the robinsons etc 
it has been a while, but I remember it working for me emotionally, especially the ending. Plus the hamster, it's hilarious. So there yeah. we go. Lots of different. Most people say yeah. it's, it's harmless, which is true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I can't imagine getting really upset about it. So there yeah, we go. I mean, I always still wonder too. I wonder what kind of a movie American Dog would have been. You know, yeah. would it have been just super weird or would it have been, yeah. we'll never know. But. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it would end up feeling more sort of Secret Life of Petsy ish kind of maybe or I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. Well, yeah. let's pick our net, enter the random number generator. Okay. Pretty exciting. <laughs> let's see what we get. 24, Fox and the Hound. So that's what we'll Fox do. Fox and the Hound. Next All month. Right. That will be a really interesting one to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. there we go. Uh, so we'll look forward to that in February. Uh, get your poetry ready. <laughs> 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 talking about poetry when we talk about Fox and the Hound. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that should be fun. So thanks so much. This was really fun to talk about. Let us know in the comment section what you think of Bolt and uh, or on Twitter or wherever. Let us know. And Stanford, where can people find you? All right. Well, I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark. And I also have a movie blog, which is moviespastandpresent.com. Great. Yeah. And you have a new podcast that you've started. In the I last do. Yeah. I've got a podcast that I'm doing off of movies past and present too. So yeah, thank you. Which is awesome. Bring that up. And yeah, and you can follow me, Rachel's Reviews, iTunes, YouTube, and just barely last week on Ron Tomatoes, you can follow me, which is Yay. crazy. This I is awesome. It. Uh, so <laughs> make sure you're following there and uh, yeah, check out, uh, I'll have new content both on the blog and on the YouTube channel. Got a lot of end of the year lists, a lot of fun stuff going on. And we are going to talk about Puppet Town is what it's called for obscure uh, Puppet Tune movie Puppetoon. about yeah George Powell and his yeah. stop motion animation that he yeah, It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited. So that's more to look forward to this month. And uh, yeah, so much. It's always fun talking Disney. I love it. Yeah, thanks so much, Rachel. I really appreciate the invite. Really fun to talk to you about it. Thank well, you. Yeah, we'll talk again soon. Bye.